clear for takeoff. Once again, welcome to Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. As always, I am your party host, Joe Rivera. Along with me, as always, is my astute, educational, incredibly handsome co-host. He is Elijah Moore's personal character coach, Matt Salard, a.k.a. King Sliz. Sliz, say hello, my friend. Dude, man, I'm doing a poor job of it then if uh, if that's my new title. <laughs> Listen, you're doing a great job on this podcast, maybe less so in other areas, but you know, you take the wins where you can get them. Uh, yeah, you can't can't be a pro at everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man. And listen, let's let's kick this podcast off. Let's start with the runway rundown, Sliz. And you know, like we, we just mentioned, you take the wins where you can get them, right? And the Jets are six and three right now, heading into the second half of their season. And we we talked about it at the last podcast. Vibes are good, man. The vibes are good. But that said, it doesn't get any easier right out of the shoot week 11. Yeah, man. Nice to have a week off of football. I, for the most part, stayed away from football, though. It was, it was kind of impossible, too, with <laughs> like that Bills-Vikings game and just some of the results this week. And, man, like six and three and and who'd have thought we'd be edging out, you know, tied with the bills and, and really edging them out through the head to head right now. You know, it, it, it's brutal, right? We're in one of two divisions. That's got everyone at 500 or better. That being both the, the East divisions, the AFC East, NFC East. And yeah, we're in the middle of a dog fight. You know, <laughs> if you would have told me we'd be six and three, I'd be like, Oh man, we we're very much in the driver's seat. And, and we are, on the back half of the season to, to really make our own and push for playoffs. But man, when the division's like this, it's like, it's tough, man. It's tough, yeah. but Hey, Vikings helped us out. I guess Bill bills helped us out by totally choking it away. And, hmm. and we take those, man. Yeah, we absolutely take those. So, so let's let, let me just break down the, the rest of the Jets schedule real quick before we get into some specifics. So they, they come back this Sunday at new England, then they're home versus the bears at Minnesota at Buffalo, home versus the Lions, home versus the Jaguars, at Seattle, and at the Dolphins to end the season. So, listen, I don't think it's – we're going to break down the Patriots game a little bit more towards the end of the podcast list, but I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that the Jets season rests this weekend in Foxborough. Now, I don't know if you disagree with that. You might, but this is it, man. And, we, and the funny thing is we said the same thing – or I said the same thing about – the first Patriots matchup and that this is your truest measuring stick. Can you beat Bill Belichick? Now only the stakes are a little bit higher because now it's, can you beat Bill Belichick in Foxborough? Yeah. And and what really, really hurts us. And I kind of just laid out how our division so good. So the, the first tiebreaker for a wild card when it's, when you're going head to head against a team in your, your division like so if us and the dolphins or us and the bills or even us and the patriots end up with the same record at the end of the season or vying for the last one or two wild card spots right the first tiebreaker is head to head and then the second tiebreaker is divisional record so when you look at the division right now you have us at 2 and 1 in the division with the loss to new england you have miami at 3 and 0 or 2 and 1 as well <laughs> Sorry, with the loss to us. Careful. You have, um, I believe you have the Bills at one and two, and then you have the Patriots also at one and two with the one over us. So where that shapes out, it's sitting good, but to your point, I guess just framing up, I agree, this New England game, it's not make or break for the season, but it's, it's certainly a game where if we get this win, it's hard not to find a path to the playoffs. If we don't get this, if we don't win this upcoming week, you really start needing to, you got to upset either Buffalo or Miami on the road more than likely. And and those are going to be tall, tall orders. Um, right. You know, you, you broke down that schedule. We have three games at home on the back half, all against sub 500 teams that really we need to take care of business against all of them. But right. two of them are NFC opponents. One one is then the Jaguars. Um, and then we play five games on the road, all against above 500 teams, mostly AFC opponents. Um, and we play all of our divisional opponents on the road in the second half. Yep. So it's, 
there's going to be a lot of tough games. I, a lot of winnable games. Like I don't look at any of these and say there, there's no shot, especially, you know, Vikings, I think have shown flaws all year, even though they're playing well, you could say they're uh, frauds. It's okay. You could say they're <laughs> frauds on this podcast. It's they're, a little, they're a little fraudulent, but they helped us out by beating Buffalo. So, so I'll give them some respect, but then like, like Seattle, Seattle is a tougher game than I think everyone anticipated that it would probably be looking like at this point in the for season. Sure, for sure. But it's also like Geno Smith is known for falling off in cold weather. It's like how much can they really sustain? Uh, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. I, we really the two biggest games, the rest of the schedule is this game upcoming against new England. And then you have week 18 at Miami and you hope that game is just jockeying for seeding and not for a playoff spot because my, my blood pressure will be through the roof. If it's, (laughs) if it's do or die and and we need to win to get in. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the good thing about beating the bills is that it does show you that they can beat anybody, right? They can also lose to anybody. Like you said in the last podcast list, but I'm looking at the Patriots game. As, as a massive game, I'm looking at, believe it or not, I'm looking at that Bears game, maybe just for the narratives, right? I, I just want to, honestly, I just want to crush Justin Fields and kill the narratives once and for all. But that that's more of a, an existential, I guess, philosophical victory than it would be like meaningful. So, and, and obviously the division games, Liz, and like you mentioned, all three of those division games are on the road. It's going to be an interesting, interesting watch. You know, the Lions aren't, they're not pushovers, man. They're, they're not a good team per se, but we've seen that they can put up 35 points a game this season. So it's not exactly a, a game that's like a gimme, right? By any stretch, but the rest of these games, like the Jaguars game is definitely a winnable game. I think this, the Seahawks game, we'll see what they are on, on New Year's Day, but the Jets are set up with, it's funny because all season long, all offseason, we're saying to ourselves, well, the second half of the schedule is where it lightens up, right? But now all of a sudden, it's this is why, again, you don't play the win or loss. You don't play the schedule game in May when the schedule comes out. But all offseason, we're saying, well, the second part of the schedule is where it really lightens up. You know, you have the Bears and you have the Vikings and you have the Lions and Jaguars. And like, listen, there's still easier opponents given what they had in the first half of their schedule. But still not a lot of games that you can circle in and pencil and pencil. It's like pen, put in an ink, put in a marker and say, Oh, that's a bona fide win. So, yeah, I think the big difference you see from the front half of the season is in the front half, we played a lot of talented defenses and some really good defenses like Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Denver Steelers, granted, they were missing TJ Watt, but that, that defense has talent. The Bengals have talent on defense. The Browns have talent on defense. Um, and then the Patriots and the Bills, of course. And then if you're looking at the second half, the defenses are a lot lighter. In terms mm-hmm. of in terms of talent, so yeah, the Vikings have Zadarius Smith, and and he's been absolutely popping off this year. But beyond that, nothing scares you too much on the second half of the schedule in terms of, especially pass rushers, where there's not that dominant guy other than Zadarius Smith on the schedule. Right. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun second half. It's it's almost as if the playoffs start now, which is kind of scary to think about, but. Just go out and win every game, right? Just go out and win every game. Like, yeah, worry about the rest later. And Take the care biggest of thing, the biggest thing too, like, let's enjoy it, right? Like, I feel like people have totally and and rightfully so, they've totally shifted their perspective on like, oh, we're playoffs or bust now if if we lose some of these games, and and even I feel like people would almost be disappointed in a wild card three at this point. It's like, man, like people all off season said, I want to be playing meaningful December football. Like right. we're going to be doing that, man. We're going to be doing that. The team looks good. You, you'd feel a lot better about it if we didn't have the injuries we did or, or if the injuries were on different players. Right. right. But like, we're, we're going to be in the thick of it and we hopefully get to see Zach grow up before our eyes in the back half against some, like I said, beatable defenses, some that we can, we can really push against and hopefully take advantage of. And, let's see let's see what happens like if we're in position to win the division that's phenomenal if we're still scrapping for a wild card that's cool too like 
we we've postured ourselves where we'll be competitive and, and short of like a complete collapse in the second half, which I really don't see happening with the way our defense and special teams have been playing. If nothing else, like it, it's hard for us to, to just look like we should get run off the field with the way we've been playing. So like, enjoy it. Right. That's, that's what I, that's my messaging through the second half is like, shut off the noise, cut out the bits, like just enjoy it and let, let's let it ride and see where it goes, man. Yeah, if I see those stupid tiered rankings of like betting lines, like how much Vegas likes our team or dislikes our team and the Jets are in like the second where like I don't care, man. Like for the love of God. Like I don't care about Vegas. How many I mean, all season Vegas has hated us and the Jets are still six and three at the end of it. And I understand why and all this stuff, but I'm just tired of, you know, just enjoy like you said, Sliz. I'm I'm shutting off the caveman brain again when we go into the second half. Like I went caveman brain last week. I'm going to take it seriously now again, but I'm just very much in the mode of, all right, let's go win some games now. Let's go oh, win, yeah. finish the season strong, finish the season strong. All right. So this is the fun part. Let's get to some mid season superlatives. We did this before the start of the season. We have a different, different bunching of superlatives this, this time around. I think we have like five or six. So let's start with this one. Most surprising jet from the first half of the season is who? So, Mine is solely based on preseason expectations, and we've talked a lot about this guy and and maybe probably being lower on him than consensus and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit leery about taking him, uh, taking the position as high as we did in the draft. But I feel like it's got to be Sauce Gardner from my perspective, man. Like, this dude's coming in, and he's he's top five quarter cornerback play right now. And and he's been phenomenal, and and refs are letting him play, which is good. I, I definitely think he's benefiting from the whole hype, from the swag, from the nickname, from the draft stock, all that. I, I think he is. They're letting him play, which is good, and you and you like to see in general. Um, but yeah, like rookie corners, and and you know, kind of the the nerd case, so to speak, against a corner that high is they're pretty boomer bust. They have massive learning curves typically. And, and even if they're mediocre, like a Denzel Ward, who, who's probably a little above average, but has fallen off a cliff this year. Like that dude's getting the bag. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, man, you're, you're paying, you're kind of locking yourself into potentially paying top dollar just for, for, for something that's not that great. Right. But Sauce has totally surpassed even the, I think, the most bullish of expectations for him. He's been absolutely awesome. Right. I agree with you there, Sliz. I have my own, but we've seen in recent years, whether it's J.C. Horn, I know he got hurt last year, Patrick Sertan had a pretty good year this, last year, but we've seen the cornerback transition better to the NFL than it has in years past, but I don't think we've seen a cornerback transition this well to this level that sauce has played at all season long. So to that end, it's certainly surprising. And the good thing is we don't have to worry about paying him for another two and a half years, you know, three years, if he starts begging for a contract, but hopefully we don't get there. So my most surprising jet, and it's funny because I think the memes have played into it a bit. My most surprising jet is Michael Clemens guys, a boomer, you know, who, who's this, what are the episode titles? Who's this boomer we just drafted. Right. But you look at the way he's played this year in limited snaps. He has 151 snaps on the season. So, you know, these gets us 20, 25 snaps per game, give or take here and there. Good, very good run defender. One of the better run defenders that the Jets have, which we were saying all off season. What's the one thing that this team needed, needed more than anything. Somebody did stop the run. Right. And Clemens has certainly done that in, in spurts. He hasn't been a liability on the field when he's out there. Right. He's, and he's noticeable. That's the one thing like, when you just go to the just go to the eye test, um, and you just look like, just watch a guy play, and if he stands out on the field like Clemens does, then that's that's all I need sometimes. And when he's out on the field, he's a big dude. He's a he's an intimidating guy. I'm thoroughly pleasantly surprised with Michael Clemens. And if he's a four year guy and see you later, that's fine. Like I'm I'm fine with it because he's gonna if this is his floor right now where he's graded out as a, as a 71.9 from pro football focus and a 83.1 run defender. So he's a very good run defender. If this is what his floor is over the next four years, I'm sold. Like I'm fine. So maybe he's not overly impactful. Like some of these other guys that they had, like some of the rookies that they've had, or some of the DJ Reed, of course, but 
he's a guy that I'm definitely surprised with, especially coming in the mid rounds. Yeah, out of day three pick and a pick that we I think probably universally hated on for all the all the reasons, right? And right. you know, culminating really in, in trading off Jacob Martin because that room's just too full. Right. But yeah, he he's been he's been great. And you can you can try to ask for more out of a day three pick, but like you said, if if he's given you this for his entire rookie contract with us, like man, that that's a hit. That's a good pick. If, if it's his, it's just his motor, right? Sometimes you just need those motor guys. And he has one, and he just keeps going. He keeps playing hard. So Michael Clemens, definitely my most surprising Jet. All right, this one, I think we're in lockstep here, Sliz. Most disappointing Jet. Whatever the measure may be, we both yeah. agree. I mean, yeah, it, it can't be anyone other than Mike White. No, I'm kidding. Elijah Moore. <laughs> it's, Eli- it's Elijah Moore, man. It's Elijah Moore. Like, <laughs> And and for me, it's almost not even so much the production football. Like it's not even the production or and the lack of pass catching. It's just like how the whole situation played out and degraded for a couple weeks there. And and we'll see if it kind of mends itself. I know that that last game they got him in some of the orbit motion and didn't get it to him, but we're at least having creative ways to get him involved. And others the report that hey, we're gonna pretty much stick him full time in the slot now coming out of the bye um so we'll we'll see how the usage change but yeah it's like it's just disappointing you like everything you've heard about this dude is super high character loves football like gonna grind and then kind of at first sign of adversity on his own end the team's winning but he's not getting his and he, he's thrown in the hat and it's like come on dude yep. consider this right so he has elijah moore has 383 total snaps this year he has three on kick return duties, so there's that. He has 288 snaps out wide, and he has 92 snaps in the slot. And in week nine, he had 19 snaps in the slot, which was the second highest only to week one. And he had 27 snaps overall in week nine. So I'm very interested to see how this works out now. I I understand that slot isn't i mean it's it's a valuable position when you see how some of these other high-powered offense use slot guys right so i'm very curious to see how we if we use him still if we if we're putting them in the slot not just to use him as decoy but to force force feed him the ball a little more give him those manufactured snaps create those mismatches overall because we saw garrett wilson playing out wide he's the goods and i don't think there's any reason to to mess with that right now and Corey Davis coming back, you stick him on the other side. We'll see how that works. But ultimately, I think this is what we kind of envisioned anyway, was Elijah Moore in the slot at some point, just because of his, I mean, his size, he doesn't, he doesn't have that, the the wide wingspan that a Garrett Wilson has outside. And the athleticism is another thing with Wilson that jumps off the, jumps off the page. So I'm very interested to see how, how they utilize Elijah Moore moving forward. Yeah, and like this game might be one where we need to do that, right? Where mm-hmm. the last time we played New England, they really kind of crowded us up close, didn't let us get the the short passing, quick passing game going. Kind of made Zach hold the ball, and and as we all know, Zach did not do well with holding the ball mm-hmm. and and kind of standing in the pocket. So like, hey, if Elijah Moore can can get off the line of scrimmage quick and get open, and j- even if it's just little five yard slants, five yard checkdowns, and 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 see if he can do something with the ball after uh, after the catch with the ball in his hands, like yep. let's go for it, man. So right. I I hope I hope they figure it out, man. Like he's he's gonna be here. I I think our the the mim situation, which is a lot different, but I think it's shown like, hey, we're not just shipping guys out just to ship them out. And, and he's a talented player, so we're, we're going to figure out how to use him, and I hope it's soon. Right. I mean, nothing short of Elijah Moore of, like, photographs snorting coke off a stripper's butt is going to get him off this team, I think, at this point. So yeah. the, 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 best, the best hope is just to get him involved in some way and make everybody happy, you know. So we'll see how it works out. <sighs> Jet most likely to have you ripping your hair out. I don't know. I, I see one entry here. I'm, I'm, I'd imagine you'd agree with me on this one, Sliz, but Zach Wilson, right? I mean, 
we've said all we we just want a simple game from him like we saw in the Bills game just play within the offense that's all I want if I see more of New England Zach in the second half I'm gonna flip out I'm just gonna rip my hair out and it's not even about him missing open guys like I don't care about him not seeing open guys I should say it's just about listen dude we're literally asking nothing of you we're asking you to play within the offense like hit the short stuff do the easy things I'm not asking you, well, me, I'm not asking you to go, like you said, before 35 of 42 with 350 yards and three touchdowns. I'm just saying, listen, go go your 20 of 26, your 18 of 24 with 210 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's all I want. That's all I want because we've seen that they can win this way. Yeah, I mean, and it's the magnifying glass on quarterback in general, right, where Mm – Every every and I, I've touched on this. Every single pass he's going to throw for the until he's either proven good or proven a total bust, right? Like it's all going to be under the magnifying glass. Every little thing's going to get dissected. And you've seen it the past two weeks too, where it's like, oh man, how did Zach not see this? How does Zach not see that? And it's like, look at the play. Like he's he's doing first read, three step drop. He's not going to get to a progression. So it's like, it's like right. some of it's like calm down Jets fans, but yeah, like so much of our future rides on him. And, and when you do get some of those bad plays, it, it changes the whole dynamic of the game. It kind of ruins your perception of our future and our chance to compete. So it, it certainly makes you rip your hair out more at, I'd say CJ Mosley, maybe as a honorary mention or, or, or Quincy Williams, kind of our linebacker duo there. And, um, that's more of a painful that's let's rip your hair out in frustration and more just like pain when you see them get burnt on third down on in a passing play over and over you see Quincy whiff a tackle just or or just be a general bonehead Um, right but yeah it's got to be Zach yeah and the thing about CJ is that I know people are going to hate me for this it's not like he's clueless on the field right it's that he's physically limited and he's slow and that's what kills him because he can't be in the right spots at the right time. And he's always chasing. We talked about it ad nauseum. And, and it's, it's one thing if he's making half as much as he is. <laughs> dude, dude's yeah. still making top five linebacker money th- yeah. this many years into this contract. And yep. it, it kills you. Yep. So. And, and the, the scary thing is the scary thing is remember when we said there's no way that he was going to be on this team next year. I'm just going to leave be. it at that. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I know. I've given it. I've given it enough thought to be disappointed already. <laughs> more Jeremy, more Jamie and Sherwood, please. For the love of God, he had like five snaps in in the one game where Mosley was out, and he was like the third highest rated defender. I'm a huge Sherwood guy. I don't know. I'm just hey, I, hey be I, careful with saying that. You might get some Twitter users riled up about PFF man bad but Whatever. I, i'm not i'm not gonna go there more <laughs> hashtag watch the tape right yeah small sm- small sample sizes fellas small right. sample sizes don't overreact right all right so this, who is your the jet most likely to have you jumping for joy yeah so mine's a nuanced one i kind of went maybe past some of the the obvious suspect i i said bryce huff and a lot of that is just due to the, the types of snaps he gets where he's getting high leverage, third down, critical down, known passing down reps. And, and like, was there any play in the Bills game that made you jump for joy more than that that right. strip sack that almost ended the game in, in the fourth quarter? Like, absolutely massive play. So right. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Bryce Huff just because – his, his snaps and opportunities come, will always come at critical points. And he, and he does, he's just been everything that we've seen from him in years past. Right. And it's only amplified this year because he has a good line to play off. Oh, of, yeah. Right. And that's the thing that we've been saying about Quinnen too, is that we just need to get Quinnen some help on the outside. And listen, I think, more than anything, Quinnen has been Quinnen this year because he's breaking through his ceiling. It, I don't think it has as much to do with who's on the outside helping him out, to be honest. I just think that he's finally breaking through all the barriers and he's played to that level. But Huff, I think, is just when you have that NASCAR package out on the field, right, and he's on the edge and you're like, he's got to make something happen here. He's got to make something happen. So 
He's fun. Very fun. So the jet most likely to have me jumping for joy is Garrett Wilson, man. I mean, how long has it been, Sliz, since, and I'm not counting Elijah Warren, how long has it been since we had a rookie wide receiver that's looked this good? And I know he had a few games there where he was kind of invisible, but we had a rookie wide receiver, hyped up guy, and we were banging the table for him all offseason. We said Garrett Wilson's a guy more than Olave. There was a debate over Drake London. Drake London's been good, but I, I don't think that Drake London is as good in this offense as Garrett Wilson has been. Um, for me, he's he's that dude. He's that dude. He looks the part. He's athletic. He's stupid athletic. What he gets the ball in his hands, man, and he can make something happen. The one thing I do want to say, I, I want to say is I hope they manufacture some more touches to get him out in space a little bit more because it feels like a lot of his touches, a lot of his receptions have been in that intermediate or that zero to nine, the short range uh, where he's playing, a, you know, a cornerback isn't playing too far off of him and he has to make one guy miss. But I hope that we use him more a little bit in the mid range game, you know, the 10 to 19 yards, see what he can really do. Make it, make something happen, uh, make something happen out in the open field. And he's done it. He's done it a lot this year. I just hope to see more of that in the second half. Yeah, and he's been a, a quarterback's best friend on a lot of throws. There's been some, like, maybe a little off target, a little late, what have you. Dude, mm-hmm. his catch radius, his, his like, ability to adjust his body is is phenomenal. Like, yeah. when you're watching it, and it, it sticks out so much. Yeah. And and it's his, his probably his, his two best catches, neither of them I don't think count it, counted yeah. for anything. He had that one where he went airborne. I think it was against Cleveland when we thought he might have uh, – might have died after that and and gotten hurt on the sideline where he went like jumped, broke his hip. Yeah, jumped yeah. through the the ceiling and and caught it and then uh he had that one against the Bills out of bounds where he like single one hand palmed it and mm. it's like yeah, the, he he's awesome. I love he's, Garrett. He's a goods. He's a goods. Just hope they can continue to try and get these guys a little bit more involved. I know that the offensive line hasn't allowed for that a lot with, you know, mid-max coming back this week maybe, or he's at least practicing this week. So we'll see if where he stands. Listen, I'll take him. I'll take mid-max over Ogbog, okay, please. But we'll see. We'll see. At, least, at least you have some, some like, development upside too with Max, right? Or you mm-hmm. hope, hey, if he can kind of – if he can give you, like, her big level right tackle play, it's like, all right, maybe we don't need to invest as much in the tackle next year. Yeah. I think that's the floor. And listen, I, I like Max as a meme player, right? And I think like you look at you look at the tape again from his snaps that he played in the, early in the season. He wasn't that good. Like we all know that. It was just nice not to see him get beat on every single snap that he was out there, which is a pretty low bar to clear, right? So we'll see what what mid Max is moving forward. But just no more Ogbog, please. All right, uh, Sliz, moving on. The Jets Discord meme that makes you want to vomit. I'm going to start here with, I, I I don't know why, it just drives me insane. Wordsmith or cheerleader talking about Uzama or Sala or whoever else. It's just like, it just, I don't know why. Like, it just gives me like one of these irrational, like, migraines, like these, these stress headaches that like, oh my God, I just want to break something. It's just obnoxious to hear. I don't know. Uh, or or the stairs, like, oh, oh, this is going to be a movie, you know, whatever, like Sala running the stairs, like, so please stop. I don't know. Anyway, hey, uh, Sala has beaten the wordsmith allegations. Man. He really has. He, he really is really a has. he is a bona fide good head coach. Yeah. And the thing about Sala, too, is like, I know a lot of people ragged on him because. Yeah, they were losing last year, and he was, like, trying to find the positives and everything, which, you know, whatever, positive vibes only. That's his thing, right? But he was also very genuine in what he was saying. I don't think anything that he said last year was, or even this year, was out of a place in inauthenticity, right? I don't think he was out of a place of being phony. He just seems like a very legitimate, a very real dude. So I just hate the wordsmith. Like, it just drives me nuts. Like, you could have you could have a guy like Sala handling the media that he handling the media the way he does, saying the things he does. Or you could have Adam Gase. You can have Adam Gase again, right? Or you could have Todd Bowles every every week. Well, we're gonna have to watch the tape every week, you know. Like it's just like I I give me Sala tended just just for that, just for that. But or, or you can have a, stuff, you can have a real wordsmith like Detroit has that is like all bark no bite. Yeah, yeah. So 
it's all it's all it just gives me a headache man <laughs> it gives me a headache it'll be too soon if i if i see wordsmith again whatever anyway so it's your your jets discord meme that makes you want to vomit so really anything about the quarterback play only because it's like any anything to do with quarterbacks with the with zach's draft class and comparisons like anything to do with quarterback play just because it's never rational like 90 percent of it is overreactionary or just to get a rise out of other people mm-hmm. and, and and i'm gonna i'm throwing this nuanced portion of it in just because i can can spike the football on this take all last year there were a couple detractors that said zach's rushing touchdowns didn't count because a number of them were quarterback sneaks and then most of them were for one yard or closer. Right. And totally like they're totally ignoring the fact that like we like Zach had like five pass catches tackled at the one yard line. Mm -hmm. And we, and we've gone through them numerous times on the discord. So a, it's like totally out of ignorance, but then it's like, Oh, QB sneaks don't count. They're automatic. Well, guess what? Throw on the fourth quarter of the Vikings and the Bills. Yep. They're not automatic, even if you have Josh Allen, apparently. Even yep. if you have Josh Allen, apparently, who is like as automatic as it gets. Right. You still got to punch it in. Yeah. So. And and not to mention, and looking at, the, like you mentioned, that fourth quarter, what happened on the fourth down, on the turnover on downs, Kirk Cousins tries to sneak it in and they roll him down outside of the goal line. So yep. on back-to-back plays. Back-to-back, so. back-to-back failed QB sneaks. Yep. Just goes to show you, man. People just just, just like to grief. Oh, People yeah. People just like to grief. It's really okay. what it comes down to. And it, it works, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. Look at us talking about it on this podcast. Unbelievable. All right. So our, our mid-season top gun, I, I have two in mind. Uh, I'm and it's so, so, so hard for me to, to determine. One is Braden Man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sauce Gardner's got to be one because of what he's done for this defense. On the like DJ Reed has been very good, don't get me wrong. But having a cornerback, a rookie cornerback playing this well out of the shoot, and I said it before, I think he's playing to an all pro level. I don't think that's unfair to say. Having him play to an all pro level as a rookie is unbelievable. The other one it, who will. I would be surprised if he doesn't win or doesn't earn an all pro nod is Quinnen Williams. Right. And we were saying this was the year for him to prove it. This was the year for him to break through because of everything that we've mentioned. So it's tough. If you had to give it to one of those two slows, who would you, who would you give it to? I'm going with Quinnen. And a lot of it is we've, and, and certainly you need to see it sustained over the back half, right? I, yep. Like Quinnen has been able to put together good stretches before where he's really failed is to put together the whole, the whole picture, right? He has not had a full season yet. He hasn't had a consistent season yet, but man, he is taken off to a new level. And this dude makes a game changing play every single game, yep. whether it's a pressure that, forces an interception whether it's a sack at a key moment whether it's a, a, a totally massive run stuff right like this dude is making plays every single game that affects outcomes one might say he's ending games against the best offensive lines in the league hmm. unlike ed oliver listen that's an uncomfortable silence but it's uh, uh yeah we'll, we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at that it, it, um, it's going it's going in for me man and and like I, I saw some stuff on twitter i think it was you stadium saying like oh man i'm dreading paying quinn in like we're gonna we're we're gonna reset the market like a we're not resetting the market like aaron donald is the market like we're not you're not resetting aaron donald's market not this year like maybe in three four years yeah but also like d tackles that are producing like Quinnen is producing this year and i just said they change games it is a premium position i think people yep. shade towards edge more as a premium position and, and in general it has been but we've seen it time and time and time again where interior pressure absolutely wrecks games it it destroys a quarterback's mental 
And if Quinnen's playing like this in both phases, run and pass, like, dude, paying paying Quinnen is not an issue. He's actually cheaper next year than he is this year. And by the time his contract extension goes into effect, our books are mostly cleared. Like, it's such a non-issue to pay Quinnen. And we really don't – it doesn't look like we really have extensions coming up after that, at least until probably the Zach ABT draft, right. unless Becton somehow magically fixes his knees, right? So, yeah. like, we're in a good spot. Like, I don't know. People, people – People are getting ticket shy, but it's like paying playing player paying players that you grow in house and doing it at at their value is how teams stay good, right? right? That's how you build that culture. Like it's important to pay your good players when you're a good team. It's such a Jets fan mentality to say to say to yourself, "Oh man, I hate the idea of having to pay this good player." Yeah. Like, do you realize how ridiculous that's like good players get paid period that's just the way it works in the oh, nfl yeah. that's just the way it works and if they don't get paid they get franchise tagged right like it that's just the way it works and i'm with you 100 percent, so as i've been saying for years i think interior pressure is incredibly valuable right because there are so few guys in the nfl who get it on a consistent basis i mean aaron donald chris jones like uh, Fletcher Cox for a really long time. And the reason that those guys are household names as DTs is because they get to the quarterback and they wreck the pocket from the inside. Right. So um, it's total non-issue that Quinnen has to get paid. So to- yeah. total non-issue. I think the interesting nuance is going to be how the order of operations in terms of who gets extended first because you have Jeffrey Simmons from that same draft who has been he's been better than Quinnen. Maybe not this year, but he's been a beast his entire rookie contract whereas Quinnen really hasn't. He he had that that good year 2 years ago. Um cut a little short due to the the concussion I think it was. And but like Jeffrey Simmons has been very very good and like all else equal Jeff Jeff like Simmons should make more than Quinn and Williams he should but it'll be interesting if like if we try to beat to market or if we wait and then try to use that like in general I think you always want to be first to market and like we'll set our contract price and then let Simmons ask for more than that I think that's an easier sell than Simmons getting his contract first and us trying to say well no you you're a worse player than Simmons you should get less that's a probably a harder conversation Mm-hmm. but it, it'll be interesting just to see the timing of it or if we exp- I, I don't think we should explore a franchise tag option i don't i don't think that's a like i don't think that sets a good tone yeah. but it's it's a possibility that we could tag and either buy ourselves another half a season full season make them prove it again um or just give ourselves extra time to negotiate yeah. while he's on the tag Quentin Williams, midseason Top Gun. Hard to hard to really argue with that. Sauce is an honorable mention, but he he's up there. But Quinnen's definitely deserving of it. All right, so as I left this week's geek of the week to you, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of geeks on here. Please tell the people why you picked Jets Twitter as this week's geeks of the week. So like, man. <laughs> I tried to stay out of I tried to stay out of like football space for the most part. Like I got a lot of done around the house. Like like I was I was I was keeping busy with other things, right? Like just kind of unplugging for football a little bit. But it's like, man, I I hop on Twitter and I'm just reading stuff and I don't know what this whole Jets Lounge, whatever the heck it <laughs> like all this like stupid drama of stuff I don't I don't even care about. It's like people go outside like like stop being <laughs> stop being your favorite use your favorite word stop being bozos like unplug go outside like what are we doing people you have you stadium complaining about oh no we're gonna have to pay an all pro dt <laughs> like you have analytics twitter like oh pff i hate pff everything about pff like every other day it's like dudes calm down like enjoy the season we we are a good football team 
with an upward ascending arrow will hopefully be a good football team for years to come. Like enjoy it. Like we win a couple of games and people like totally lose their mind. Like this time last year, we're, we're like huffing on Nania cherry pick stats, like with three <laughs> filters deep trying to show that Jamison Crowder is an above average wide receiver. Right. Like we were so far different from like, like, do we not forget how brutal the past couple of seasons are? Like, just enjoy it, people. Like, stop being dum-dums. I don't yeah. know. It it's so it 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 makes like trying to have Jets discourse frustrating for me yeah. when people are just don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. It I mean the saying is act like you've been there before, but the thing about the Jets is that they're not really here before. Or at least they haven't been here since 1969. So like Understandably, people don't know how to act, but I'll always laugh at bozos. Always laugh at bozos. And yeah, Jets Twitter is, I mean, the Joey Jets of the world and, the, you know, these guys, just Harrison Glazers of the world, just like, give it a rest, man. Hey, Touch Glazers, grass. good vibes only, though. I, I respect grass. that about Glazer. Touch grass. Touch <laughs> grass. Please. Touch grass. All right, so let's, let's get to the uh, – we mentioned it last week, and we put it on Jets Discord, another reason why you should join the Des- Jets Discord. So we had a, a little bit of a fun contest where the users on Jets Discord selected uh, one unit of the team to give a nickname to. It could have been, you know, the quarterbacks, the defensive backs, the secondary, defensive line, whoever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it could have been humorous. It could have been serious. One entry per user. No editing was allowed. And the winner is selected by Sliz and I. So we're going to run down all of these all of these entries now, one by one, uh, with your users. The winner will be announced as soon as we're done. So, all right, let's let's kick it off. Herb, Herberine, one of our favorites. Herb, Herberine, I don't really know. I guess it's Herberine. Got to be Herberine, right? So for the defensive backs, he selects the air traffic controllers, or ATC for short. Okay, I, w- I wouldn't say that's overly original, considering, but... Well, con- considering our mod, like, server name is a- Air Traffic Controllers, <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, need a little more uh, originality. A little bit more there. creativity, yeah, a little bit more originality. Oh, Herb, when are you going to learn? All right, we move on. Uh, in Douglas We Trust, Digital submits, this is a good one, this is a really good one, Big Q's Wrecking Crew for the defensive line. I like that. I dig that That's one. Good. That's good. That's it's good. It's got a uh, eight chef's kiss emojis, so the the people liked it too. The people like it. Yeah, that could be a a, a jet fuel podcast t shirt. Big Q's wrecking crew. Interesting. Wreck games and leave. All right, uh, Master Cal, the circle backers for the linebackers. I'm not sure I understand it. Am I am I supposed to understand like the circle backer? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take it as a diss because they're always circling, circling back to back. chase the guy yeah. that just ran past him. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So now JJC suggests the New York strip sack club for the defensive line. Interesting. It's it's kind of like the New York sack exchange, but with the strip. Strip sack club. Well, he, he put, put a strip club. I guess he he saw right. Quinn and dance one or one too many times and <laughs> getting a little getting a little excited. Yeah, let's stay out of strip clubs, please. Just <laughs> as a as a general note, we don't need that. Nothing good happens in a strip club and football. Football players and strip clubs don't go well together. All right, we move on. Ninjo, congratulations on learning how to read. Ninjo. For our cornerback suggests the no fly zone, which isn't again, that, that one's pretty good, but I feel like that one's been been out there a little bit. Um, I feel like that's a name that that you kind of see when you're watching CBS and they have like the graphic of DJ and sauce there, and it's like no fly zone. So uh not a bad, not a bad name at all, but again, a little bit more originality, I think, would have would have could have would have could have should have gone with uh, with that name. Patrick suggests, and he's even got the Patrick uh, Patrick Star image here. Suggest Mob Beasts for the interior defensive line. So I'm assuming that's like Mob Deep, the rap the rap crew. So Mob Mob Beasts. All right, not bad. Uh, I think it, a little bit more Jets uh, tangential Jets stuff would have been would have been uh, appreciated. 
Ant Rob suggests, oh goodness, team carriers for the running backs since they carry the offense and carry the football. I'm glad that he spelled it out for us. Yeah, but running backs don't matter though. So that that can't be it. Yep, that's gotta, gotta pick a better position group, man. <laughs> Especially with, with Brees injured, it kind of loses its luster a little bit, right? Yeah. Hums and Nashville Deems number one fan. Nick's forever suggests Hams and Nasraldine's team because this is Hams and Nasraldine's team. I appreciate it for the meme value. I've never, it's, I don't get how this dude stands like such an irrelevant player so hard. Well, I mean, he's not even the only guy in this Discord that stands an irrelevant linebacker on the on the Jets. Yeah. Because Firebowl fire stands freaking Chasserat all the time. He's not even yeah. on the active roster. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting times. I mean, listen, memes. That's memes are memes are the new currency, right? That's what they say. All right. I can't, I can't. Okay. APOC. Good. Cause I can't say his, his display, his display name on this podcast. Cause we're a family podcast here, but for the QBs, he says NYPD, the New York pass department. Interesting, but there's not a lot of passing, not a lot of passing going on with Zach Wilson and the rest of them. So uh, maybe if this were week one, Joe Flacco, I would have I would have gone for it. But uh, Sergeant Joe Flacco, it's got a decent ring to it. But all right, move on. Oh, God. Madigmire suggests the Sachs doctrine for the defensive line. What do you think of that one, Sliz? It's not bad. The Sachs doctrine. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. The Sachs doctrine. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, New York's finest, Bagel Bites, suggests the plug and players for the offensive line, which, you know, makes sense because down to offensive tackle number 30. So, yeah, you know. that's a clever one. That's a clever one. Clever. <laughs> not bad. George Orr. Oh, George Orr. George Orr suggests not a bunch of smucks, schmucks anymore. The whole team. Hashtag, not a bunch of schmucks hashtag anymore. Hashtag Jets fuel with an S. Man. <laughs> forget, forget. Maybe he's the... calling us a bunch of schmucks and, and now we're not a bunch of schmucks anymore. Maybe. <laughs> I think I, I think uh, we might be holding that that label for a while. So to be honest. Hey, forget whoever is... who Forget whoever the Jets have on the schedule. George Orr versus the English language is is the is the toughest game of the uh, of the second half of the season. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. The worst part is like he'll make good points too a lot of the time, and then it's just like, dude, like putting a period in the the middle of this <laughs> totally changes what you're trying to say. <laughs> Oh, love George Orr. Professional wait, optimist, he says. Wait, no, he wait, didn't even I, wait a minute. He didn't even he didn't even spell optimist right in its name. It's O O P T I M S T. I have to I have to pop off here because so he's been using like <laughs> we are like but so it's like we are good or not the contraction. Not, the contraction he's right, using right. the contraction version of it, but in like the wrong way all the time. And it, it is it, it is annoying yeah. me so much. I don't know why. Every right. time he posts it, it's like, it's like that's not how it works, dude. <laughs> that's not how it works. The English language is broken, bro. Just remember that it's totally broken. So maybe George Orr is just trying to find a way to fix it in his own yeah. special way. I mean, the, yeah, it is dumb, but that doesn't mean you just don't do it. <laughs> uh, George Orr. I mean... Crash Nova suggests the Gardener of Reden. So that's for Sauce and, and DJ. That's not bad. It's clever. Pretty clever. Featuring suggests, oh, this one's a man after my own heart or woman. Uh, top Gunners for special teams. Very timely, considering Top Gun came out this year. The sequel came out this year. And special teams unit is pretty good this year. Our, our Gunners have been good, man. Eccles, Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A little bit of Jeff Smith, other other mm-hmm. than Hardy's uh, personal foul and and his pancake, but yeah, um, yeah. His, his I, I like that one. That's a good one. Not bad. 
pretty good. Hi- highlighting an, an unheralded portion of the roster as well. Yep. Misery suggests Knights of the Rotating Roundtable for the defensive line. Listen, if if we if Sliz didn't have an aneurysm every time he talked about snap counts and and ro- defensive line rotations, I look, I just lost him. He just fell over in his chair. He's gone. Sliz yeah, is dead. I, I hey, zombie the, Sliz. <laughs> I like the I like the tongue and cheekness of it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one too. Fish sticks for the offensive line suggests the green mile. That's not bad. If only they were a better unit, you know, I think I would, I would, I would accept it a little bit more if it were, you know, they were actually good. But when you have, I, I can't give Ogbog a nickname. I can't give him another one. That's sense. So, uh, and salty last one, because Brandon Eccles couldn't get the, uh, Brandon Eccles defensive player of the year soon. Couldn't get uh, more 20. He couldn't get this in before the 7 p.m. Eastern time deadline, so we can't even say it. But Salty says the New York Bats. Salty. This is what this is why I call you Lalty with the L on the front, because, like, what what is that? Hey, I'm just glad he didn't make a Soul reference or a Beatles reference or... Uh, he's on he's on, he's on a 30-rock kick right now, so... Mm. Hey, I... Un- unsubmitted to the official channel but he posted it immediately uh, i just want to plug this if nothing else for the- for the laughs google throughout new zach city <laughs> <laughs> salad face salad face coming in that's yeah, we'll I mean, we'll play on uh, New Jack City. There. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been hearing Zach's Fifth Avenue for a while, right? Like that's not a bad one, but it's a play on like Broadway Joe and New York and all that stuff. So that's that's not bad, but New Zach City, huh? All right, so I got one in my mind. I mean, good good list, pretty good list, guys. Some of the some of them were good. New York New York Strip Sack Club is isn't bad. I just avoid strip club we've we've mentioned strippers twice on this podcast now so there's that um big q's wrecking crew is a one for me and the people seem to like it and i think that's a good one i think that's a good one so uh, what do you, that's what do you the think? one man well let's keep it rolling into an all pro an all pro nod for quinn all right, so digital. If you're listening to this podcast, which you should be, please DM me to uh, claim your prize, and I'm not going to tell you about it because you should be listening to this podcast anyway. So uh, there's that. All right, so let's uh, let's let's look ahead to let's look ahead to Week 11 versus the Patriots. I like I said before, I think this is the season. I'm not afraid to go there. I think this game is massive. What do the Jets need to do to win this game? Yeah, I mean, we we spent a long time talking about this game in the post game, right on our on our pod following that result, mm-hmm. and we need to not beat ourselves is the biggest thing. We yeah. beat ourselves in every single phase last game, while being the clearly better team in my yeah. mind, really across the board, right? But we 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 got beat on special teams. We turned the ball over a lot on offense, namely with through Zach Wilson. And then we had some boneheaded penalties. Knock, knock JFM there. And, um, and we also, we struggled to get off the field on third down, right? The, the Patriots had a good game plan to attack our weakness, which is kind of that intermediate middle of the field. So we, we need to figure out how to avoid that. We need to get off the field, not allow them to sustain multiple 10 plus drive or 10 plus play drives. And we also not need to not have a mental lapse. You know, I think overlooked out of that game, we gave them a three play four play drive for a touchdown at at the beginning of that second half that totally kind of took the, like the wind was already out of the sails after the Zach pick and then the, the called back pick six, but then you come out, you get, you go into the locker room. It's like, Oh, it's still close game. We're, you know, we're up. And then you give up that and it, it, it's really kind of deflating and it changed yep. the whole momentum of the game. So yep. we, we need to not beat ourselves. I've said this before. I just, there's something about that game that says, and we, it, it was just hype, right? I just think it was pure hype. I think these guys came up, they were too jazzed up. They were too, they were too hyped up and it just led to the unforced errors. I think Zach was trying to prove that he's the man. I think, 
John Frankel Myers, as much of a bozo, bozo play that was, boneheaded play that was, it was just a matter of him trying to make it, you know, not understanding what he has to do there, trying to make a big hit, trying to hurt these guys. I just, that's the feel I get from that game. Because when these games happen and, and the rest of the season, like the Jets have played within themselves, right? They've played crisp, clean football for the most part. They haven't been overly amped up. They haven't had these these plays where they're just trying to do too much. They just play within themselves usually. So I think that's the key is just going up to Foxborough and just treating this like another game. Yes, there's a lot on the line. Yes, there's a lot that's riding on this game. There's a lot that can go wrong in this game. Let's be honest. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, the Jets are coming off the bye. Don't forget, Patriots are coming off the bye too. So yeah, man, another, another <laughs> scheduled screw job for the Jets, man, where we can't even get a, we can't even get a bye week advantage. Yep. We have to go. We have to go against Bill Belichick off the bye. Yep. So we'll we'll see what this team is made of moving forward. I think week eleven, this it gets really hard if they lose this game. Like they still have winnable games on the schedule, but like we talked about before, if they lose this game, it's going to be every game from that point on is is a playoff game essentially. Yeah. Well, it, so if you lose this game, you have to pick up one if not maybe both of at buffalo and and at miami right yep. where if we lose this game we we're we're behind or we're i guess we're tied with new england in the standings but we lose the tiebreaker mm-hmm. we drop a divisional game and then if we if we drop the other two or even potentially one of the other two then we're probably losing the divisional um tiebreaker and the wild card so yeah, it's it's a massive game, man. It is an absolute massive game, and and come the bye does probably help us. And I think kind of after that disappointment against New England the first time, and then after our our coming out and playing good sound football against Buffalo, like we're going. I feel like we're gonna be prepared to play this game, and a mm-hmm. lot of it's just gonna be on. We got to execute. We can't. We can't make. We can make some mistakes. We can't make mistakes in all three phases multiple times. Yep. Right. And and a lot of it's going to be on Zach too. To hey, you got to if the team has shortcomings in different spots, he's got to be the difference maker and make up for it too. Yep. All right. So let's, let's bring it in for landing. This is the landing strip. Man, I'm I'm really excited for Goldeneye to come out on the Switch. I don't know when it's coming out, but I got my my Switch N64 controller in today, wireless controller, and I just Ooh, had it in my hand. I didn't know I that, just, that was a thing. Yeah, I just had it in my hand, and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing, dude. <laughs> like, it's like, it's the year's 2022. I have a f- brand new, fresh out of the box N64 controller in my hand without wires, and I was playing mario kart before i was playing i started up star fox before on on switch online i'm like man this is just weird very exciting though so just please like whenever goldeneye comes out you you might not see me for for a couple months at at a time um but really really excited to get my my switch controller in so it's great fun times fun times yeah, I, I I legit did not know. I knew they made like the Super NES and the, the NES controllers. I didn't realize they got to the N64 style. Yeah, so there's a guy on Twitter. His name is Wario Wario64, and he always posts deals and all sorts of stuff. So he randomly posted that this official Nintendo Switch controller was coming out, and I immediately jumped on it because I know Nintendo and their tendencies of like once something sold out, you won't see it for months. So. I oh, immediately yeah. bought it without thinking twice, and I knew that I would be happy with it. And it came in today. I'm like, I can't believe I'm reliving my childhood again as a yeah. 31 year old. Hey man, it's bizarre. I don't know. I've kind of had this like dynamic where it's like there's all like there there. I've said it before. I think there's more media than you can ever consume, and it's mm-hmm. like some of that time is like you you always want to like explore new things and see new things, but some of that time it's like especially with games it's like i want to play something i know i'm gonna have fun with it's like it's tried and true i know i enjoy this i'm just gonna go relive it and play it again and again and again and again yep yep that's me with with man i mean golden eye is just we've talked about golden eye in the linux trip before it's just my game man that's my game i remember when i got golden eye for my birthday one year and it was it was in elementary school still i think it was second grade probably 
and you know everybody had a bedtime and and I was playing past my bedtime and I remember my parents came in and yelled at me for for playing video games at like I don't know 8 30 at night or something like that nine o'clock at night so yeah very excited for GoldenEye very excited for my N64 Switch controller but Slizz what's on your mind? Yeah, man, I got a couple things. I got, I'll, I'll keep it on the video game topic. So a couple of us have been playing. So I don't, I don't know how much you, you've been following gaming trends, but like Vampire Survivors made like this big splash in the space. It's like this little super cheap looking indie game, um, kind of a, in a, a super addicting game loop, right? And and a couple of us stumbled upon, it's a, a similar game called Brotato where you're essentially a potato and you you get decked out with weapons and you shoot things and run around and collect minerals and level up and stuff. It I put I put over 30 hours in that in like a week. Jeez. And I don't have like 30 hours of gaming <laughs> time anymore. Like as, just like as an adult, like I'd never do that. It's like I haven't had a game like suck me in like that in a while. Is it? Listen, you got you got twins game. on the way. You got I twins know. on the way. You got to you got to just like I got to get it out now while I can, dude. Yeah, yep. that's it. Because once the twins come out, that's it, bro. You're done. Forget it. But yeah, highly recommend. It's five bucks on Steam. So absolutely nothing. Um, Less than lunch. <laughs> so check it. If you like, if you, if you're a guy who's been kind of sucked into Vampire Survivors or any of that, check, check it out. It's a good game. And then, yeah, I don't know how much snow you guys got, if any. We, I got, woke up saturday to like two inches of snow man it like absolutely ridiculous it was 75 a week ago and, and yeah. like snow over the weekend now it's been cold and kind of the slush rain wintry mm-hmm. mix crap but like yeah the 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 summer fall deal is it's feeling like it's over <laughs> yep the funny thing is it's like we we're in the same boat as you we had it was like 70, 75, like a week and a half ago. And I'm sweating my ass off trying to figure out what to wear. Cause you wake up in the morning, it's like 50. And then by the time it's 11 o'clock, it's already 70, 70 degrees, 75. But we skipped the entire like 55 degrees in a nice light jacket. Yeah. Now we're just like, we're right down in the forties already. Oh, like yeah. we went from like 65 and 70 into the forties. Like we had no fall. It was just like the extension is like, summer extension like kind of cooler summer and all of a sudden now we're getting into early winter it's just terrible man hate it global yeah. warming terrible climate change just the worst thing yeah last topic i had it, it snuck up and man it feels so weird like it is so seasonally out of place and just on mm-hmm. top of everything but world cup starts on sunday is the opening match I've always been a big soccer guy. I love the World Cup. I think it's the best sporting event in the world. And I'm I'm hyped for it, even though, like, World Cups are summer sport. Like, we sh- why does Qatar have it? Like, never do yeah. this again, please. Like, mm-hmm. F- I love soccer. I love the World Cup. FIFA is terrible. <laughs> yeah. FIFA is so bad, man. So, but, hey, U.S. is in it one of the more promising teams we've had in a while so we'll we'll see where it goes man but tell me you don't want to visit to you tell me you don't want to visit qatar on all their like tourism uh, ads and stuff and they have like all these alcohol laws and all sorts like they have all sorts of like rules in place where it's like man no i, I do not want to visit qatar <laughs> no I, I do not all right so that'll put we'll we'll have to put that the jet fuel discord podcast in um in Qatar on ice plan for next year. Yeah. So we we were that. talking about trying to get out to an NFL draft, have like a discord meetup, but dude, like the next couple NFL, it's like Kansas city, Detroit and, and like somewhere else. I was like, man, <laughs> give me like, when's the one in Miami or something? We'll go yeah, to that Kansas, one. Kansas city. You can at least get yourself some barbecue. So yeah, that's yeah. true. But it's like, it's, it's like, it's in April though. Isn't it like draft in April? Like it's not yeah. that warm in Kansas city yet in April, man. You've got to do it for the love of it sometimes, Liz. Just for the love of it. Like we do this podcast. True. Like we do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But I can do this podcast from home <laughs> sitting in my office. I'm not I'm not sitting through an entire like three hour first round in 50 degree, 45 degree weather. Fair. So. Fair. So that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. 
you obviously already found us, but you can continue to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review where applicable. And I noticed that we have a bunch of them on on, on Spotify, so that's awesome. But uh, five-star reviews everywhere. I Again, I don't know what they do for us, but that's very cool that you guys did that. You can find us on Twitter at Jet Fuel Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Sliz, where can the people find you? Yeah, find me at Sliz underscore NYJ. And as always, you can send us an email at jetfueldiscordpodcast at gmail.com. And join the Discord. Join the Jets Discord. Sliz, where can the people join the Jets Discord? Discord.gg slash NYJets. Mostly drama-free. Unfortunately, a lot of bits, but also a lot of good discussion. So... We, uh, yeah. you take the good, you take the bad with the good sometimes, but yeah, lots of, lots of good discussion, especially, uh, it, it's going to be fun, man, on the back half. I, I really think it's just going to be fun and, and people will freak out if things don't go the way we want them to, but we're, we're going to have a good time, man. Yep. It, it's going to be a good second half of the season. I'm feeling it. And, and, uh, please come so you can laugh at George Orr's grasp of the English language too. Let's keep going. So. But that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel. For Matt Stillard, I am Joe Rivera reminding you, you can't take flight without Jet Fuel.